Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Sports Showcase Live from Lithia Honda and Nissan of Ames on News Talk 1430 KASI. Join us as we discuss Iowa State sports, high school sports, and pro sports. Now, let's go live to Lithia Honda and Nissan of Ames with your hosts for Sports Showcase, Dave Sproul and Mel Crippen. Good morning. Welcome to Lithia Nissan and Ames for today's edition of Sports Showcase. I am Dave Sproul, and this is Mel Crippen. I am. Can you see me? Okay. Hello. Say, we're waving. Say yeah. hi. Yeah. Or you can come on down and say hi in person here. Yeah. See how handsome Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We yeah. might overwhelm you with the handsomeness. But yeah. Just be prepared if you do yeah. come down and say hi. Or, you know, if you're just in the mood for a test drive before uh, yeah. checking out some Iowa State basketball today, we've got, we've got plenty of that on tap, let me tell you. Uh, we're going to take you right up until noon, and then the Cyclone Radio Network pops in with pregame for Iowa State men's hoops with the Cyclones of Kansas State. And then at 4.30 this afternoon, we have Iowa State women's basketball with matchup down at Baylor that tips off at 5 o'clock. And uh, uh, in a bit, we're going to visit with the uh, voice of the uh, Cyclone women's basketball team, Noah Wolf, who will check in from Waco. Uh, also later in the show, Iowa State swimming coach Dwayne Sorensen will check in and uh, we'll visit with Kelly Anderson, the Ballard girls basketball coach, and Ames High Boys basketball coach Vance Downs will stop by as well before our show uh, wraps up. So let's jump into it. We're talking men's hoops, uh, big win for Iowa State to get uh, uh, get TCU and you again. know, yeah, obviously TCU was shorthanded. Their best player was on the bench, and and the Horn Frogs just haven't been the same without Mike Miles in the lineup the last uh, couple weeks or so. Uh, but for Iowa State, needed you know, they can't they can't do anything about that. Nope, <laughs> so not their you, fault. you can only play the team in front of you. And uh, they played very well for ver- some long stretches in that game. There was the, the start of the game went re- very well, and then TCU got back into it. And then close of the first half and most of the second half, really, I was it just dominated that game. Yeah, I just uh, it's <laughs> it seems like that has happened a lot this season. Uh, getting even when we're able to get a substantial lead, uh, the opposing team is able to cut away at it and and make it a bit of a game. But uh, in the case of TCU. It was a bit of a game for a short time, and then kind of Iowa State said, "Hey, you're in our house, and uh, you know we got to get out and shovel the snow." <laughs> did you did you start to get that uh, eerie feeling when TCU made a little bit of a run there in the second half and got it down I to do. single digits? Yeah. I, I do, and I, I it isn't that I don't have faith in the abilities of our team or the team. Uh, it's just that we just seemed, uh, I don't know where the lull comes in. Does the other team get better or do we slack off? What's, what's your assessment? Well, it, I know, for one thing, yeah, no matter who you are, it's hard to be on top of your game for 40 minutes in mm-hmm. the Big 12, right? I mean, that's that's just a really tough task for anybody. Um, we've seen it with pretty much every team out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even Kansas and, and Baylor have had three-game losing streaks. Yeah, this season, I, I think Iowa State's the only team in the Big Twelve right now that doesn't have a three-game losing streak, thanks to that win on on Wednesday. And so, you know, it's first and foremost, you're playing really good competition, and you can't dominate really good competition for 40 minutes 
Yeah, even in a, a singular game, much well, less uh, night in, night out. That's what I'm saying. Are you taking a breath? Is that is that <laughs> what you're doing? Because you've still got a lot more time that you have to play, and maybe you, uh, I I can't believe it, but slack off a little bit because you can't afford to in this conference. Well, yeah, it's it's not recommended, but it's also it's human nature, right? I mean, it's not easy to to be uh, totally focused in for 40 minutes on anything. Well, at least for mm-hmm. me, I don't know. For forty minutes of paying attention—that's a lot. Yeah, I'm having a <laughs> especially hard time. with you. I'm having a hard time right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly right. <laughs> so, but you, that's the way it is. Basketball is kind of you know it's a game of runs, as they say, to use a cliche. So, um, yeah, you, you see it in the NBA too. I mean, it you know, yeah, team might be down big, but they might make a little bit of a run, uh, and that'll happen. But Iowa State played about as well, and and Jazz Coons had a lot to do with that. Oh, he got the start. Uh, started making threes early. I think he made most of Iowa State's threes. Uh, as a team, Iowa State shot well. Very well, yeah. From, but I, most of that was <laughs> was because Let's of Jazz Coons. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was interesting uh, lineup switch there with, with Coons coming back. And, of course, we know about the finger. And he's been back coming off the, the bench yeah. for a few games. And then he got the start on Wednesday instead of Caleb Grill. And it was an interesting move in that regard because my assumption would be that, you know, because Gabe Kalsher moved up to the starting lineup when Coots was hurt, that Kalsher would probably go to the bench when Coots came back into the starting lineup, but it was it was Caleb, Caleb Grill instead. Well, and, uh, you know, coaches go. We go with the best lineup we think we can against the opponent, and the opponents do have a, a, lot, a major part in how that lineup is out there. Uh, you, you like to keep a starting lineup, but you like to have the ability, if this team presents a different kind of offense on you, to defend against them. And some players are better at certain situations than others. And I don't know if that's part of what the decision was, but uh, whatever it was, it worked. Yeah, it, it worked out. And it part now, what you just said actually reflects what T.J. Altsberger said after the game. It was he said well, he talked to a wise the, man. <laughs> the line of change, yeah, kind of being matchup based. He thought that. Uh, Starting Jazz Coons would give Iowa State a better chance to win than than Caleb Grill, and you know the unspoken thing there is that there's the possibility Grill gets back in the starting lineup, or uh, you know maybe there are other lineup changes he might make uh, because of matchups. We'll see how they come out today. Um, I don't think we'll know the starting lineups before we wrap things up, but you know John and Eric will have those for you during the pregame uh, of of today's game. But part of me I couldn't help but wonder if taking Grill out of the starting lineup might have had something to do with what happened at the end of the Oklahoma State game last Saturday. Oh, that's interesting thought. You, you, might, you might remember he got a little, a little testy there. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a little. A little confrontational. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, I think they've done a pretty good job all season long of containing themselves. But I, I think that may have been the nearest, dearest outburst that uh, we've seen all season. Yeah, that that's the closest Iowa State has come to losing its composure really, yeah. as a team. Yeah. Um, not just uh, with uh, with Grill. I mean, Grill was obviously uh, upset. <laughs> upset. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, mildly. He had, had said some things to say. Uh, but, um, you know, that Oklahoma State game was a little bit ugly uh, for oh, Iowa State. And it seemed like a lot of yeah, the, fo- the focus wasn't there down the stretch. And, uh, you know, getting beat at home is uh, never fun. But give them credit. They they. they Put it together, uh, refocused, and you know maybe that lineup change shook some things up, or maybe it was just about the matchups, and and the matchup worked out great. But 
coming off that performance, you, you got to keep Jazz Coons in the starting lineup, don't you? Yeah, I think so. One way or another. I think so. I, uh, um, I don't think it was meant as a punishment move to grill, but maybe an attention getter a little bit, uh, of uh, what goes on with that. I, as I was just sitting here and reflecting uh, the sun off the top of my head, but, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking with the losses that we had, uh, and I still the Texas Tech loss just grinds me for some reason. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, can, I can think of a few reasons why it might grind you. Yeah, but my thing being is uh, on the TCU on the run, and you you asked me whether I was you know a little bit worried that maybe uh, it would be a continuing run, uh, and I think that reason is because of the teams that we have lost to, and again they're in the Big Twelve, so it's a tough conference. But I'm still baffled by some of it. So, well, I mean, that's yeah, life in the Big Twelve. It's it's yeah. like that. Yeah. So we'll find out um, as the uh, the day goes along. I mean, there's going to be some ups and downs left too. I know there's not a lot of schedule left, but <laughs> there there are what enough. There games. is. Yeah. There's there's going to be some variance. So you know, we'll find out. I just think Kansas City is going to be so interesting. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Big Twelve tournament's going to be going to be incredible and of course Iowa State now going on going down to K-State today tough place to play you got a tough place to play on the road and the Wildcats eh, reeling might not be the right word for it. I mean they started off very strong uh in the Big 12 and kind of were the surprise team in in the conference uh early on but they've lost uh four of their last five now one of them was at Kansas one was home to Texas and they got a win, nice win, a yeah, big win, in fact, about a 21-point win at home against TCU. But then they've lost back-to-back road games, Texas Tech and Oklahoma, and neither one of those was particularly close. No. And neither of those teams are the type of teams that have you quaking in your boots. And even, But we, we've talked about it before, life on the road is hard in the Big 12, so I can't knock them too much for losing those games. But kind of wonder where where is Kansas State at right now and can Iowa State take advantage of that matchup and I'm kind of thinking Kansas State is wondering where they're at right now (laughs) it might be you know um but I will and I say this that is one of the Bramlages one of the toughest facilities besides Hilton um uh because when they set that up they set it up so that the students are almost right on the floor they uh, they they're not off in a corner they are right there, mid court, and uh, they are very vociferous. If they say <laughs> vociferous, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm most student sections are. Yeah, but this one, I, th- well, I think their student section might be bigger than ours, uh, and that was part of the way when they raised funds for the that facility. The students were an integral part of that fundraising, and that was part of the deal. Was let's give them a, a prime spot in there and. It has an effect in all the venues that I have been in. I think it is one of the loudest and, uh, may I say it this way, threatening environments that you'll play in. Physically I've, threatening? I, well, <laughs> let me say the the funniest and yet the worst thing I ever saw was when Willie. Willie the Wildcat? Yeah. The old mascot there? Jumped on uh, the Jayhawk mascot. Oh, my goodness. And was pummeling. When was that ago? Pummeling was that? him. That oh, was a long time ago. Oh, 30, yeah. 30, 35 years that's ago. A, that's unacceptable. Willie jumped out of the bleacher part right on top of the Jayhawk. The Jayhawk went down, and Willie is punching him in the beak. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if Cy made the trip. 
Uh, but well, uh, hopefully he's got some my money's uh, protection. On side. You know, my, my money's on side. Hopefully he brought his uh, bodyguards with him. My goodness. Well, well, I don't think that's happened again. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was funny because the Jayhawk mascot, you know, the huge beak it has. Oh, yeah. And that mascot kind of went along with it and was snapping his head back and forth like he was really getting pummeled bad. So so you, you think they were putting out a show? But... I, I'm not sure. It was a very close game, and uh, <laughs> the feelings were running high. So We'll see if that's the case today. I mean, uh, it, I assume you, that you, man, you, the Wildcat mascot has changed <laughs> 35 years ago. Well, I don't think it, I mean, in terms of uh, how the costume looks, not really, because no, it's barely but, a costume. No. It's just the head. And, yeah. And the rest is just. Well, see, you don't jump uh, Pistol Pete because he's got a gun. Well, that's you know, true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, be the, maybe the Texas Tech mascot could take them. Yeah, I might do that. They could do pistols at dawns. But a- anyway, uh, today's game for Iowa State at Kansas State. First of uh, back-to-back uh, road games for the Cyclones. They got Texas on Tuesday night, too, mm-hmm. uh, down in Austin. That's a late uh, tip, and, and you get the Longhorn Network, right? Well, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? I, I don't. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, um, yeah. So, Mike, I'm coming over to your house then. To watch oh, okay. It. That, okay. Let me know okay. how it came out. <laughs> I'll be watching Iron Chef. I- <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we got I, I, going to this one. I saw that Kansas is like a three point Kansas State. Sorry, this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, like a three point favorite at home. Yeah. Um, that's a home. That's and, a home. Go and when, when I see how well Iowa State played on Wednesday, and Kansas State has lost four or five, I'm thinking that doesn't seem. Right, like the right team. No, but it's going to be it's going to be a madhouse. But what? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it's Vegas. They know mm-hmm. more than us. So if Kansas State is favored. They think they do. They're, they're the favorite, but it, it's you know it's a one possession difference there in in the spread. So, like I I kind of assume just with every Big Twelve game, it'll probably be close. Yeah, <laughs> come yeah. right down to the end, and you know you got to take care of the ball, make some shots, and I'll be nerve wracked. I just I'm sure you I will. just. Yeah, I'm not. I, a, I'm not a good sports fan. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm. I'm the person. I spent more time in the hallways of facilities when I was uh, following my daughter in volleyball years ago. My wife would say, "You need to get up and go out in the hallway and gather yourself." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mister Competitive Mel Crippen over here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I would assume if I wasn't working for ESPN for years, or I've been thrown out of Hilton many times. <laughs> You weren't when you were working, though. You no, I was in the there. truck. They okay. were safe. They would lock me in the truck. So. That's right. Uh, you were not a threat to others. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, we've got uh, that uh, Iowa State men's basketball game again coming up. Noon pregame with the Cyclone Radio Network and then the 1 o'clock tip from Manhattan, Kansas. Of course, coming up this evening, Iowa State women's basketball. They are visiting Baylor for a 30 pregame and a 5 o'clock tip. We're going to get a preview of that from the uh, voice of Iowa State women's basketball, Noah Wolf. He'll join us from Waco next. This is Sports Showcase live from Lithia Nissan and Ames on News Talk 1430 KASI. News Talk 1430 KASI. Sports Showcase continues live from Lithia Nissan and Ames. Dave Sprout and Mel Crippen here with you as we are now joined on the phone by the voice of Iowa State women's basketball, Noah Wolf from the Cyclone Radio Network. He is in Waco, Texas, where the Cyclones meet Baylor this evening. Uh, Noah, how are we doing down there in Waco today? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. Uh, before we preview this uh, matchup with Baylor, let's jump back to Monday. Big win for Iowa State. Snapped a three-game losing streak. Beat a ranked Texas team at Hilton Coliseum. In your mind, how big, how important was that W for Iowa State? Well, it was big for a number of reasons. I mean, 
the the most obvious is that it keeps the Cyclones in contention for a top four seed in March Madness and the chance to host at Hilton Coliseum, which that home field or home court advantage, I suppose, is is huge. Um, for most teams in the country, but certainly for Iowa State that always ranks within the top five nationally in women's basketball attendance. But another reason that it was big is just to get the mental block out off of this team. I mean, the group of Emily Ryan and Lexi Donarski, that class has never beaten Texas. Vic Schaefer's in his third season there and had won seven straight uh, against Iowa State. So for, for Iowa State to finally get over the hump and, and get there, I suppose, white whale, um, feels really good. For, for Iowa State and get them back on track after a three-game losing streak. You don't think there was any incentive in getting Bill a 750th win, do you? <laughs> no, I think he would have much rather gotten that uh, on the road at Kansas State the first time sure. that uh, yeah. that the opportunity presented itself. Um, I, I certainly don't think that, that he was – he wanted to wait for that, and you know, if he couldn't get it then, then he would have liked to get it again at home against Baylor or on the road against West Virginia. He wasn't going to be picky about it. Yeah. Well, speak, speaking of that, though, yeah. I mean, uh, Bill doesn't really care to talk about those kind of things too much. Uh, but he did. Yeah, I know he dressed in the post game. I don't know if you talked about it on the radio afterwards, but he certainly got emotional when he was talking with the media about that. And another reminder of just how important Iowa State is to him and and his family and what that uh, the program has meant to him and his family as well. Yeah, yeah, he was, I mean, he could barely stand on the court long enough for his, his video to play. He was starting to, to tear up a little bit, I could tell. And, and um, yeah, it was it was a good moment, I mean, for for him to, to get that in front of the home fans, in front of a good, good crowd on Monday night. But, yeah, what he said to us on the radio after the game was, uh, first off, it means I'm old. Second off, it means I've I've coached some really great players and, and two fantastic institutions. But more than anything, he said, uh, I, I wish it wouldn't have come on this night because now it's about me, and that win should have been about the players. He said because uh, they 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 worked hard to get that win. You know that uh, to me that sounds just like Bill Fenley. <laughs> Yeah, that exactly. Is, uh, I mean, that is he's, that's classic he's family. Always willing to take the blame, and always willing to give the credit. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time we talk in in post game, he's willing to give the credit and take the blame. Yeah, I would agree. So the way this team has has been, well, what this team has been through, losing a couple of you know important post players and making that adjustment. Uh, uh, going through that three-game losing streak and bouncing back with the win against Texas, uh, where do you think this team is right now in terms of maybe its mindset or uh, you know emotionally uh, as they head down the home stretch of the season? I think they've got to be feeling good. I mean, a, a win over Texas is not something that a lot of teams, especially in the Big 12, have been able to pull off this year. Um, so that helps, and it helps to right the ship. But I, I think more than anything, this team has a short memory, and they're they're able to put – losses behind them pretty quickly i mean you saw it they, they lost their third straight against west virginia uh arguably the the worst loss in that three-game losing streak they had one day to put it behind them to prepare for texas and they did it masterfully so uh yeah this team has a short memory they're, they're not going to let the losses weigh on them and they know that there's still plenty to play for this season plenty ahead of them um and i think they're just excited for the challenges that await and certainly a, a challenge coming up today 
and, and you referenced it earlier. I mean, Iowa State, they're not out of the Big 12 race quite yet. I mean, the chances don't look real great considering what's ahead of them in the standings. And, you know, Texas and, and Oklahoma are really kind of the class of the, the league right now. But that opportunity is still out there. And, I, you know, Iowa State knows they can only control so much. But I'm sure that's a, a, mo- a motivating factor just to at least give themselves a chance to, to finish as high as they can in the Big 12. Yeah, exactly. And you know that one of those teams is going to end up with one more loss than they have now because they play each other. Um, Oklahoma and Texas each have three losses, and then Iowa State tied with Oklahoma State each with five losses. So there is that two-game separation, two-and-a-half right now, because Texas and Oklahoma each have an extra game that they've played. Um, But, yeah, so there's that two-game separation between – uh, first tied for first and tied for third, and we really never know what what can happen on any given night in the Big Twelve. It's a tough league to win on the road, and and Texas and Oklahoma still have road games in front of them. Um, and yeah, so Iowa State, I think, is is certainly hopeful that that things can shift and they can work their way up higher in the standings. But I think more than anything, they they know, and Coach Fenley preaches this all the time too, that they can only control what they can control, and. and give their best effort going forward and, and whatever else happens happens, but they, they've got to feel good about doing their best to finish strong heading into March. Uh, I'd tell you, March is going to be interesting. We talked about it a little bit earlier, as far as the men's side goes in the big 12 and the matchups down there and how exciting this, I think this may be on both sides of the ball, both the women's and men's tournament, maybe one of the best and most competitive tournaments they've had in a long, long time. Yeah, I completely agree. I think specifically talking about the Big 12, there's been teams that, I mean, apart from TCU, everybody has won a game that they probably shouldn't have. Everybody has lost a game that they probably shouldn't have. And that doesn't happen every year in the Big 12, especially on the women's side. I mean, we're in in the Farrell Center right now in Waco, and you can remember how many times did Baylor go 18-0 and in league play. Uh, without any of them being particularly close contests. There's not a team like that in the league this year. Um, so, yeah, if you've got – if you're Texas, and let's say Texas ends up as the one seed in the Big 12 tournament and they have to face off against eight-seed Texas Tech, well, that's a team that they've lost to already this year. So you just never know uh, what's going to happen in Kansas City. And then after that, I think this is going to be one of the more exciting March Madness tournaments on the women's side every year that I've – called women's basketball this is my third year with iowa state the tournament has gotten less and less favorite heavy there's been more early round upsets and i think looking around nationally in women's basketball i think the the trend is likely to continue this year of getting less getting more upsets in the early rounds because there's not a string of one loss teams at the top of the ap poll there's one or two you know there's undefeated south carolina there's uh, indiana with one loss but then after that, it's like four loss and five loss teams. Nobody has been perfect or near perfect this year except for South Carolina. Uh, and so I think, yeah, I think March in women's basketball is going to be one of the more interesting years uh, that we've seen in a while. I'm wondering uh, whether, you know, as a play-by-play guy, uh, that you get to the tournament and won't be able to use the old cliché Cinderella team. I don't know if there is a Cinderella team, so to speak. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, you look at some of the, the teams that come out of, of the quote-unquote mid-majors or, or lower conferences 
Um, yeah. And they might be some of the their, their records might be some of the best going into into March Madness. The Columbias and the Florida Gulf Coasts of the women's basketball world. Um, they they might have like a four loss record going into March Madness. And, and so yeah, if they're not used to losing, who says that they're going to lose in the tournament? Mm-hmm. The uh, trio uh, for Iowa State of Ashley Jones, Lexi Donarski, and Emily Ryan, we we know how important they are, and they're playing thirty nine and a half minutes a game or something along those lines. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 the backbone for Iowa State, and we know they have important role players in, in players like Nightmare Dew and Morgan Kane and others. But th- is it safe to say this Iowa State team is going to go far as that big three takes them? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I think it is fair to say that, but I also think it's fair to say that, that you know, they're, they're going to need a fourth option and, and good play from everybody else on the roster to go far in the tournament. I mean, Emily Ryan, Lexi Donarski, and Ashley Jones can only take them so far because ultimately there's five players on the floor. And we saw that a little bit last year in the Sweet 16 game of there always seemed to be four players that were quite good at defense on the floor for Iowa State, and Creighton, who knocked the Cyclones out of the tournament, was always able to find and exploit that fifth player uh, and get buckets. So it is a team game, and I think this team is really gelling well as a, as a unit. Um, and, you know, we've seen some really good performances from the, the role players this year. We've seen a Morgan Kane double-double. We've seen 25 points from nine-year Jew. I mean, this is a team that certainly is built around that core trio, like you said, Dave, but there's always room for somebody else to step up. And I think against Texas, the, the player that stepped up big was Danae Fritz. She only had 10 points, but she had the first basket of the second half. She had that dagger three-pointer. Uh, she was really electric and played some lockdown defense as well. Let's take a look at the matchup with uh, Baylor, and it's been interesting to watch the Bears this season because, as, as you referenced, they haven't been as dominant as mm-hmm. the teams we've seen in the past. In fact, they're, they're unranked. They're on a three-game losing streak going into their, their last win. was against Iowa State in Hilton Coliseum. We know it's never easy, but you know what's the opportunity here for Iowa State? What can they exploit uh, from Baylor uh, that you know the the Bears haven't been able to uh, overcome in this three game losing streak. Yeah, I think the thing that separates well, there's plenty of things that separate this team from the Baylor's of old, but one of them is that they don't have a dominant post presence. Um, they they have some tall players. They have sort of a stretch four, uh, especially Dariana Little Page Bugs is their really good 
sort of power forward option. Um, but she's sort of undersized for a power forward. She's not the six foot three dominant Melissa Smith uh, that won the the Wade Trophy and was twice the power forward of the year in women's basketball, um, who is now shining in the WNBA. But um, yeah, so this, this Baylor team doesn't have that strong inside presence. They're a lot more reliant on the three-point shooting of their guards like Sarah Andrews and Jamie Asbury. Um, so if the Cyclones can can slow them down from three and, and make them work inside, uh, that's not a bad recipe for success, especially when you consider that's the exact opposite of what they would want to do against the Kim Mulkey Baylor team. And, and you mentioned the three-game losing streak, Dave. Kim Mulkey, in her uh, what twenty seasons at Baylor, had one three-game losing streak in her tenure. This is Baylor's first three-game losing streak since uh, March of two thousand eight. They haven't had a four-game losing streak since before Kim Mulkey's tenure. In uh, it was an eleven-game losing streak between January and February of the year two thousand. Well, there we go. We can set a record down there today, then. <laughs> Hope so. I do, too. Now, uh, last thing, uh, Noah, I know you, you probably are aware of this. You can't really consider yourself uh, you know, a true uh, visitor to Waco unless you've been to the city's top cultural attraction, by which I mean the Dr. Pepper Museum. Have, oh. have you had a chance oh. to visit, Noah? I've never been to the Dr. Pepper Museum. In fact, it is news to me that the Dr. Pepper Museum (laughs) is in Waco, Texas. This is the first I've heard of it. Every every time we come down here, people are talking about Chip and Joanna, the HGTV duo. They've got like a restaurant and a cupcake shop. um, Yeah. Yeah. And their whole presence is down here. I didn't, I did not know about the Dr. Pepper Museum. I may have to see if I can get there. Yeah. I, I, Got to tell you, I mean, I'm, I yeah. drink nothing but Dr. Pepper pretty much. So it was a natural for me to go the last time I was in Waco. And it's surprisingly fascinating. It's like the whole history. Oh, I'm so sure I mean, it is. You'd, you'd spend more time there than you'd think you would. You just have, to, under, just you have little... to understand what Dave thinks is fascinating. But, yeah, <laughs> <It's> that. <laughs> but I will say this much. Uh, as far as Waco goes with me, my goal always when I was there was not necessarily see the Dr. Pepper Museum was to get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hoping to hoping to get on the plane and, and get on there with one more W in hand. There you yeah, go. exactly Noah, right. Th- thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it, and we'll look forward to uh, you and the crew on the uh, call of the game this evening. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Noah. Noah Wolf from the Cyclone Radio Network. He'll be on the call of this evening's Iowa State women's basketball game. Big one down at uh, Baylor this evening. 4.30 pregame for that one and a 5 o'clock tip. And, of course, we've got Iowa State men's basketball at first. It kind of worked out nice that the ESPN, Big 12, whoever makes these decisions, yeah. moved the start of the men's game to 1 o'clock this afternoon so we get yeah. both games on the air. Because originally, both games today were scheduled to start at 5. Oh, that's which, nice. That's no fun for anyone. Well, it's not right. Yeah. and yeah, I, I know Iowa State fans really hate that uh, when, the, when the two teams are playing at the same time. Uh, but uh, luckily for us, you got the early men's game, one o'clock, or noon pregame, 1 o'clock tip, and then the women's game, 4.30 this afternoon, 5 o'clock tip. All of it right, yeah. right here on News Talk 1430. We'll KSI. do it. So we'll do it for you. We are, we're looking forward to, to a big day of hoops as we, uh, yeah, we're hitting the home stretch. We are less than a month away from the Big 12 tournament now. We've got March Madness right around the corner. This is a, this is a great time to be alive, Mel. 
Well, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And always exciting. Uh, and I think what I like about it is when they get the conference teams together, uh, and you've experienced this, Dave, down in Kansas City, uh, is there is a brotherhood, a camaraderie, even, a, you know, from the winning and losing. Certainly the competitiveness is there. But, uh, you know, uh, they'll all hoist a brew together somewhere and and uh, wish each other luck before yeah. the games. But you, once that game starts, it's it's blood. <laughs> and, and wouldn't it be something with Des Moines hosting first and second round men's tournament yeah, games this isn't year? Yeah, great. And if, if the Iowa State women can get into that top four, Mm-hmm. And host at Hilton, which they do very well. Yes, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't it be crazy? To yeah, see Iowa State men playing in Des Moines, Iowa State women playing at Ames. Yeah, what do you think the odds are that we'd be in Des Moines? That's a that's really hard to say. I mean, first and foremost, for for the men, you're going to need to be in a top four seat at least to yeah. to get that uh, kind of benefit right. that break of of playing close to home. Um, and for for. Our, most of the projections I've seen right now on the men's side, mm-hmm. Iowa State is either a low three or high four seed. If, if, if I'm not mistaken, if, if they I keep think rolling. I've seen some three, I've seen rolling. some four. Yeah. As of as of right now, yeah, that you know a lot can change in the next few weeks. Uh, and and I checked today, Iowa State women, at least on ESPN, are projected as a five seed. But there is that opportunity, knowing you know what's ahead for the Iowa State women in the Big Twelve. There's that opportunity to move up. You know, if they win enough games, they can. Uh, go up a seed line, and then in that case, you know, in the women's tournament, it's still automatic. If you're a mm-hmm. top four seed, you automatically uh, get to host. So that's uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch all that play out. And yeah, it would. I mean, it would just be wild if uh, if Iowa State's men's and women's team both get to stay here in Central Iowa for the uh, the, the NCAA tournament. Couldn't hurt the fan base. No, no, Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa State fans would not uh, complain. Maybe that. folks from Kansas City would come to Des Moines for a change. Well, and and there's yeah. always that possibility. Let's say Kansas yeah. gets a one seed. Yeah, there's a strong possibility they that would play in happen, Des Moines yeah. because that that'd be the closest. Then site. we could return the hospitality <laughs> we've got so many years. I'm sure. I, I'm sure Iowans would love to welcome all those Jayhawks fans. Oh the yeah, Rams. absolutely. We've got plenty more to come. More hoops to talk about. We've got uh, you know. Uh, Iowa State swimming coach uh, Dwayne Sorensen stopped by in a bit. Uh, Valor girls basketball coach Kelly Anderson and Ames High boys basketball coach Vance Downs all slated to join us here before noon on the Sports Showcase program. We are live <laughs> at Lithia Nissan and Ames here on News Talk 1430 KASI. News Talk 1430 KASI. Sports Showcase rolls along live from uh, Lithia Nissan here in Ames, big shout out to everybody here at Lithia for hosting us all season. We bounce back and forth here between the Nissan store and the Honda store. We'll be back over at Honda next week, and, and in fact, next Saturday we have an early start. Uh, Iowa State men's basketball has an early start that uh, that morning, so we'll get uh, next week's sports showcase underway at eight o'clock. We'll go until ten o'clock uh, uh, over at uh, Honda of Ames a week from today. So. Uh, mark that on your calendar. I'm sure you, you don't want to miss a minute uh, here on uh, Sports Showcase as uh, we'll be, again, early 8 o'clock show next Saturday morning. And a reminder, of course, coming up noon today, Iowa State men's basketball at Kansas State and a tip-off at 1 o'clock in Manhattan. Iowa State women's basketball coming up at Baylor tonight, 4.30 pregame and a 5 o'clock tip in Waco, which means you have some time, maybe between games or maybe this morning yet, before the Iowa State men's game starts Swing on by and uh, take a look. Uh, take a look around. See if you can find a vehicle you like. Or you will. The, the bigger challenge is find a vehicle you don't like, right? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I'm looking out here. 
right now, I, I see several I would grab hold of quickly. And uh, the one that uh, catches our eye right now, because it's parked right outside the door, is the Aria. 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 Like the oh, like the opera. Aria. Like the, yeah, uh, the opera? opera? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's singing to me. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, it can only hit the high notes. But uh, I will tell you right now, it is beautiful. It's it's Nissan's new electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's uh would you call it a midsize SUV type? It's got a hatchback, four door vehicle, and uh, boy, it's it. I mean, it looks nice. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a Gorgeous. great design. Nissan is so good with design. I think. Oh, they I think really, so too. They really do really make their cars appealing. And uh, this, yeah, this electric Aria is no different. Now there aren't many of these around. We were told like each dealer gets like one of these right now. Uh, yeah, at, at the moment because yeah, they're just rolling out production on these. But if you ever wanted to check out uh, uh, an electric vehicle. This is a great opportunity um, because, you know, it's a great day to be out on the roads and uh, you can, uh, you know, slosh around a little bit. I'm impressed because this has a, for an electric vehicle, has a good range around 300 miles, yep. uh, which is good. Uh, if you know the electric vehicles that are out there yeah. right now, this is uh, one of the top mileage vehicles out that's, there. We were reminded that's about equivalent to a tank of gas in a, in a similar vehicle. And, and the yeah. price is similarly priced to a, a gas uh, vehicle of, of similar yeah. size. It's, uh, it's a well-priced, uh, well-designed electric vehicle so if you're thinking electric and i think a lot of people a lot more people are now and and uh one of the big complaints is range mm-hmm. uh, what is the range of this and i got to thinking how many times a day are you going to drive 300 miles how many times <laughs> a day are you going to drive 300 miles quite frankly uh most of us just commute uh, and um uh, Probably the biggest commute's forty miles or something like that. Then eighty, if you count both ways, you'd like to get home too. By the uh, way, that that three hundred mile, I mean, that gets you to Kansas City easily. So you know, yeah. for that ride to the Big yeah, Twelve tournament, charge, run a run a long extension cord into your hotel, <laughs> and and uh, it takes no more electricity than a washer or dryer. I'm told, so it's uh, economical even well, the, on the electric bill. The Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The plug-in is similar to the plug-in you use for your washer and dryer. So it's yeah. not like you have to buy this whole conversion kit and yeah. have this thing you got to mount on your wall in the in the it's garage. Simple and, and all that all the stuff you need to charge it comes with the vehicle, so you're all set there. One would think. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a smart Drive way to do business. Driving 300 miles yeah. and you're yeah. for another car. Yeah. I don't know. And unlike certain other electric vehicles. Um, Seems unlikely that this one's going to blow up. But anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> give it a shot, or you know, take a look around. Uh, they got uh, 
new and pre-owned vehicles on the lot here. Uh, they'll be happy to meet whatever you need to have, whether it's, you know, you're, you've got price limitations or you're looking for low mileage, uh, used vehicle that, uh, you know, uh, is a good bargain for you. Maybe, uh, you're, you, you'll go for a high miles, uh, vehicle. Nice variety. The thing, the thing is no matter how many miles on it, if it's a certified pre-owned, you yeah. know, it's in great shape. That's exactly right. And I'm, I'm thinking about the Aria here is uh, what you want to do if you think, if you have been, I don't know, is this the right term to use, negative on an electric vehicle, uh, be positive and come on down here and give this a drive. Give mm-hmm. it a drive. Try it. Don't criticize. It's so easy to sit back and listen to all the the yammer that goes on about these vehicles, but until you actually drive one, do you really have a right to criticize it? <laughs> no, I, I've, I've driven an electric vehicle, and it was a, you know, an interesting experience. Very, it is it's, it's a bit different. At least the the model I drove, it's, it wasn't a Nissan, but it was a little di- different the way it could it have burned rubber. Could have burned rubber. <laughs> I didn't try. I didn't. Okay. I didn't want right. to, you know, get arrested or anything. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, give it give it a run and and see if it you know if it feels like a, a vehicle that uh, that would be. Something you could use on a regular yeah. basis. I, I, I think you'd be surprised. Yep, absolutely, I think you'd be absolutely surprised. So that you got that, you got the new and used inventory. You got the service department. Haven't you mentioned that? Uh, you it, got and it's busy today. I know. Yeah, it looked yeah. like look like a lot of folks take advantage of the weather to get their their vehicles serviced, uh, serviced, and get yeah. get everything tip top. Heck, I you know when I mentioned a couple of weeks ago my experience getting my car serviced. I feel like I have a brand new car now. You <laughs> do. Yeah, so you know, so I got, got ninety two thousand miles on my Nissan. Ultima, right. but it's uh, barely broken in. Yeah, well, and you know it's going to run for a long time yet. Yeah, so because you know I got the the oil change for life, so mm-hmm. I'm always taken care of. I just come in here and and, and, and get warranty it done. covered a lot and, of what you had. I got the warranty that covered the the repair I talked about a couple weeks ago. So yeah. that was very very light on the pocket, but yeah. thanks to that. Yeah, uh, and and whatever you know, make or model of vehicle you have, they can service it here at Nissan mm-hmm. or over at Honda. You can just uh, you can call up or go online. AmesNissan.com or AmesHonda.com. You can make your service appointments right there online. Reach out to one of the folks here. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, uh, you can get the process started right there online as well. Yeah, and don't plan on spending half a day here. As, uh, if uh, if it is going to take a little more time, they have the uh, very convenient shuttle service yeah. that will get you either to work or back home until the job is done, and they'll come pick you up too. So that's the... The nice thing about it, we're just going to tell you right now, whether it be Nissan, whether it be Honda, Lithia is what you should be thinking about. Absolutely. We've got more to come. We are live at Lithia Nissan. Sports Showcase continues on News Talk 1430 KASI. News Talk 1430 KASI. Sports Showcase rolling along here live from Lithia Nissan and Ames. Dave Sproul along with Mel Crippen. And, boy, it is a nice, warm, sunny day. You know what that makes me think about, Mel? Uh, going outside and broadcasting outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not, not quite, quite that. there. Yeah, not quite warm enough for that. But I am thinking about baseball. We had uh, spring training, spring training getting started this week. Pitchers and catchers, you know, reporting and um, the the season about a month and a half or less than that, really, uh, about five weeks away. Yeah, uh, from from the start of the regular season. I, I, you know me, I always get excited yeah. for the start of baseball. Yeah, season. you do. What, what what's your team? The Minnesota favorite? Twins, of course. I think I've made that oh, abundantly clear well, through the years. I, I well, thought I, you'd go with an athletic team, but go ahead. <laughs> hey, the Twins made this one of the biggest free agent signings of, of the season, of the offseason, and 
nobody saw it coming, least of all me. So have you got your season ticket? <laughs> That's a bit of a drive to get us, you know, the full on season yeah, ticket. Well, but a true fan. I, I'm 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 super excited about my twins because Carlos Correa is coming back and hopefully, you know, the, the twins will be healthier than they were last year and keep them in the, the playoff yeah, race. Carlos a was a big worry for a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the the fact that the twins got him on a really uh it, I mean it's a bargain. It's a bargain. Yeah. contract the Twins got him on compared yeah. to what the Giants and Mets were, were throwing around there. But one of the things I, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see across Major League Baseball this season, a bunch of rule changes yeah. going into effect. First and foremost, I think the one that's really going to affect the game the most is the pitch timer, which they call him call pitch clock or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. The, the new rule is that there's a 30-second timer between batters, a 15-second timer between pitches when the bases are empty, and 20 seconds with runners on base. And I think this is going to go a long way towards making the game shorter, a lot more watchable, shorter. But but the thing I like about the pitch clock, mm-hmm. as opposed to other rules that are supposed to make the games shorter, mm-hmm. is that it'll be a faster pace. I don't think it's like – the problem isn't that the game is three hours or three hours plus or whatever. Right. It's that there's just so much downtime now between pitches oh, that the game just doesn't feel like you. moving along and, and it's easy to kind of I, I get bored. I can't watch it. I mean, I, I like going to the stadium and watching because there's enough diversions out there. It's called food uh, and beer. <laughs> but uh, the whole thing is, is that uh, you and I have done some games and I know uh, I'm talking high school here. I've done a couple of uh, pro bowl or pro ball games uh, out there. It is boring and i prefer it on radio i will listen on radio and i say that because a good play-by-play guy will paint a picture and will continually keep the game moving whether there's anything happening or not uh but to sit there and watch and wait and i i've been in the truck i've heard the directors there give me a shot of the dugout give me a shot of this or that anything but action and where is the action so yeah, anything that would speed it up make me happy. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that and how they enforce that, how consistently and rigidly they can enforce that. The One of the other big talking points, but this might actually get more discussion. What's the penalty, by the way, if you don't so, make it? So if it's deemed the pitcher's fault, it's an automatic ball. Okay. If it's deemed the batter's fault, it's an automatic strike. I don't know exactly how they determine that well, stuff. but well, How do you think that'll do the uh, stepping out of the box the batter does so often? If if they do that and the pitch clock is then running, their, their fault. Then, then, it's, then it's on the batter, yeah. Okay, all right. So so there you go. Uh, the other, you know, big rule change in baseball that's going to get, I think, even more discussion uh, is defensive shifts limits. Now, it, a lot of people talk about banning the shift. That's not entirely true. The The defensive team now, you have to have at least four players on the infield, so you can't you can't have you know, a foot on and the grass outfield. or standing on right. the grass in a short outfield if you're a second baseman or something like that. you got to have both feet on the infield when the pitch the is turn. delivered, and you have to have at least two infielders completely on each side of second base. There's, so within that, there's still going to be some shifting. I mean, some teams are going to try to get, you know, as close to second base as possible for the pitch is sure. delivered. Um, but the the whole idea is to jazz up the offense a little bit, get more – contact going, get more ground ball base hits and things like that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this change. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those things where baseball is cyclical and, and you know different strategies become predominant, and then there's an adjustment, and then you have to come up with a new strategy. Right. And I, I think this is a bit of an overreaction. 
you're losing the strategy of the game, I think. There's still some involved. Yeah, but not as much. But the, the counter-argument is, yeah, that the shift actually is counter to strategy mm-hmm. in the sense that you can stack so many players on one side of the infield that it's almost impossible to get a, yeah, a ground ball through. Yeah. And I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I don't like legislating to this degree. And the thing that's going to happen, here's my prediction, the thing that's going to happen is that it's it's probably going to be for each individual batter, particularly left-handers, they're going to talk about that because the shift is more common with left-handed batters. They're, they're going to talk about the way there, there's going to be an increase in aggregate across all left-handed batters in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. during the course of the season. And they're going to show that number. They're going to tell you, left-handed batters are batting this much better than they, they did last right. year. Yeah. But when you when you break that down to each individual left-handed batter, it's four or five points of batting average really across. The, I mean, it's not going to be that much on an individual basis, but in the aggregate, which is the number they're going to tout and everybody's going to talk about. It, but I don't think that reflects the reality. The reality is going to be, Let's take a Minnesota twin, for instance. If we uh, have to. Max Kepler. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's a left-handed pull hitter. He gets shifted all the time. His batting average might go up, like I said, four or five points at most. Mm-hmm. And that might make a big difference to some. It might be the difference between 295 and 300, yeah. which is a benchmark. Yeah. Kepler has been so bad recently. He's not in any See, race of 300. But the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's, it's not, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference. Uh, when it when it really comes down to it, but they're going to tout it like like it's a huge thing. Anyway, I, I like I like uh, in my experience over the years uh, is the fact that they when they come in with new rules like this, etc., they become a point of emphasis, and sometimes you lose some of the other aspects of the game. Sure, I mean, there's they're paying all, yeah, so much attention to this that that they may miss something else. And I think the other one that uh, I was talking to you about is they want to reemphasize the balk rule. They're, evidently, they feel like uh, they're not getting enough balks, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I, sounds like uh, an odd thing to say, but... Yeah, it, I guess, yeah, somebody thinks they, those aren't being enforced uh, closely enough. So that, that'll be interesting. I think it'll be like three weeks. You'll see a ton of balks that'll the first slow three the weeks. Down. That, that might be true. Yeah, yeah. You'll see a ton of balks in like the first three weeks of the season, and we'll all forget yeah. about it. The other big rule change, well, two, uh, they've increased the biggest, the, the, the bases. They're a bit bigger, 18 inches square, which I don't really have a big problem with. They, yeah. they think you know, maybe more stealing or whatever. Less injuries. I think less injuries, I think, is the big thing that's going to be a difference there. And they're making permanent the, the ghost runner rule where they put a runner on second to start every extra inning, which yeah. is another rule I don't like. But it actually has helped to shorten and a I, lot fewer long yeah, extra I agree innings. with you because I, I, I think you earn I, you know, you don't just pick somebody out the game. You, you earn the game. we got more to come live from Lithia Nissan. This is Sports Showcase. On News Talk 1430. KASI, Ames, and iHeartRadio station. Now number one for podcasts and available everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's time for Sports Showcase Live from Lithia Honda and Nissan of Ames on News Talk 1430 KASI. Join us as we discuss Iowa State sports, high school sports, and pro sports. Now, let's go live to Lithia Honda and Nissan of Ames with your hosts for Sports Showcase, Dave Sproul and Mel Crippen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I got to do that. There we go. There you go. That's You know, I was on the wrong knob. Wrong knob. And Mel's trying to point. He's trying to be helpful. One of the rare times. What I learn is don't get in Dave's way. <laughs> yeah. See. Well. Yeah. In this in this case, it was warranted. And you know, uh, I I could have turned it up, but then I'm afraid <laughs> it would shock you, and we'd have to give you CPR. Oh, uh, live yeah. radio! You can't beat it. You just no, can't beat it. You can't, no. Uh, by the way, I'm Dave. That was my mistake. Uh, that was Mel. He's trying to fix my mistakes. I, I don't. My I don't let mistake. him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Lithia Nissan and Ames, and uh, today's edition of Sports Showcase. Uh, we are. Uh, Taking you right up until 12 o'clock. Then we turn it over to the Cyclone Radio Network for Iowa State men's basketball at Kansas State. One o'clock tip off in that one. And uh, coming up this evening, Iowa State women's basketball visiting Baylor for 30 pregame and a five o'clock tip for that. So we've got cover. We've got a day full of full, basketball. Full of Iowa State sports. Exactly right. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to talk some swimming. Iowa State swimming, that is. Well, the, we have to to keep in the theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about Iowa State as we welcome Dwayne Sorensen, the ISU Swimming and diving coach, thanks for stopping in. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mal. Good seeing you guys. Good to have you, my friend. Yeah, and we, you know, we got to get you in here before the season comes to an end because you have big falls are right around the corner. Yeah, here. yeah. We leave Monday morning to head down to Austin, Texas for the Big 12 championships that start on Wednesday and that goes all the way through Saturday night. So it's a, we're kind of a crazy sport. We just don't do a <laughs> one and done. We, we spread, spread it out over three and a half days of uh, fast swimming and great diving. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, also makes this sport unique is that, well, maybe not unique. I mean, wrestlers talk about this. Some other sports talk about this. You're always looking to peak at the right time. I mean, you want to do your best every time out there, but you're always building up to this time of year. Yeah, it's, I, I tell people we train 300, 360 days out of the year for these five days. And everything kind of goes into this peak period to get a time. And that's how we qualify for the NCAA championships is, it, it goes pure time and there's, uh, the Southeast conference is going on this weekend. Big 10 women's are this weekend. So we're looking at those times. Okay. How fast do we have to go and what's our meet going to be? And so it's a very, it's an exciting time, but kind of a tense time. And then you don't know if you make the big uh, NCAA championships until the Wednesday after the meet because that's when all the entries are in and they take X number of people per <laughs> event. And so you're on pins and needles waiting for the computer to checking that all the time, refresh, refresh. And then you see if you make it or not. 
Where, where will the NCAAs be? They're in Tennessee this year okay. for the women. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, how are you feeling right now, Coach, uh, about your possibilities? Well, it's, we have some individuals, and it's all pure individual that uh, qualifies for the NCAA championships. And we got a couple of people that are going to be right on the bubble, but we feel good about that. But in our sport, all we can control is ourselves, our mm-hmm. attitude and effort. And we have a lane or we have a board, and then we say you have a chance. So you, you, we don't have any. Um, referee, the referees are there, but they're not saying you're holding on this call or this, this turn or something like that. It's pretty, it, it, we, we have, have it down pretty much. So there's not a lot of disqualifications, but then the other swimmers can't get in your way to slow you down or that type of thing. So you, 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 you try to compete, but then you have to stay in your own lane and swim your race and do your thing. So it's a, it's a very unique situation uh-huh. and, you try to race as much as you can and get your hand on the wall as much as you can and be, use that, the competition to make you better. And is that a situation where you don't necessarily have to win the conference championship in a particular event right. necessarily to right. qualify yeah. for NCAA? Yeah, you can be the conference champion and not even have a sniff to go to the NCAA championship. <laughs> so it's a, that's why I said we're kind of unique because we got all these times and all these championships from the, the American Conference to the A-10 to Pac-10. Uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten and us. And so all these times all kind of get put together. And then there's championship formats of meets that are done in November and December. And if somebody saw I'm really fast at that meet, that time can be then entered into the championship. So you've got all of these times from September 1st until um, this coming Sunday night, and a a week from tomorrow, if you do a time that's fast enough to qualify for the NCAA championships, and it's usually the top 30 times in each event, then you get to go. So that's why you're, you, you don't know because you're, you're competing. Somebody else is competing. You're, you get a time, and you kind of say, well, you might go. You may not go. God, that's complicated. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, Dwayne, did you ever think about maybe another sport? Maybe that was less complicated. That's right. That's yeah. right. You, you win, you move on. Yeah. But, you never know for sure, I guess, but do you have a sense of what yeah, the we, times you Yeah, we, we, every coach tracks um, what the invite time has been from the previous four or five years. So you have a pretty good understanding and, and knowledge. And that's why we say you're probably going to be on the bubble or you made it. That's this time has been invited every year. And with, you know, with the internet, everybody, there's um, a clearinghouse where all the times get put into, and you can call that up and say, okay, you're ranked number 33 right now. It doesn't look like you're going to make it, or you're 25th, and I don't think there's five other people that are left to swim that can beat you. So it's, 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 it, it's fun, but we, our, our biggest goal going into this meet is everybody go out and get their personal best time and do the best that they can do that day, that time, that place. Are there any head games played on, in this sport at all? I mean, we we used to do that. We used yeah. to have a you know. You guys were talking about all the baseball rules, and we've swimming has evolved constantly. And back when I was a kid, and back when you were still probably a, 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 you're a young adult, now, <laughs> <laughs> is that we used to have what's called the three false start rule in college swimming. So. Mm-hmm. Somebody could fault start, and they would say that's on the field, and then somebody else would fault start. Well, that's on the person that fault started. But if you the third time, no matter who went off, 
then and and went off early, then you that person got disqualified. So you would play games, and you talk about baseball, the batter stepping out of the box and going back in. Well, we'd have strategy and say, okay, you're our our biggest competition's in lane five. You're in lane six. We're all going to go the first time. Then you go the second time. Ah. Then I'll try to go the third time. And uh-huh. that, and even though I'm not very good, I'm going to try to pull him off with me. So then he gets disqualified. Then you automatically win the race. So <laughs> so now we've gone to a um, if you false start, they just raise the hand and they wait for the race to complete. Then they say, okay, lane five was disqualified. And so we've had people from the 1650, which is. 16 minutes and 30 seconds of just all out effort and they get touched and they said, you're disqualified. Oh, and so you don't see a lot of false starts in that race anymore. So people don't try to push it. So you you try to, you you try to get the best starts you can, but don't, Mm -hmm. don't push it too far. You're up on the, you're up on the blocks. I would think that the, the body motion of the other swimmers that you're competing against could cause you to, jump the gun so to speak well and then that's what we used to do back in in the old days is you would kind of rock back and forth a little <laughs> bit and you know th- those types of things but now because you know I, i'm the, i'm one of the oldest guys around here and I, i'm the only ones that really remember those those games that we used to play now yeah. everybody grows up and they go what are you talking about uh-huh. you know it's, it's back in when when Mark Spitz and that's just really dating ourselves now. Yeah, is when he was swimming at that Bi- was before water, I think. I'm not well, sure. yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs, I think. <laughs> and so when he was swimming, um, he didn't wear swim goggles or swim cap. And now you see everybody up there has got the swim goggles, so you can see. And if you have, you're you can wear contacts when you're swimming. Well, back in those days, we never did that because they never made goggles that we could actually dive mm-hmm. in with. They'd always fall off. Uh-huh. So you were always kind of squinting for the wall and trying to figure out where the wall was to do your turn properly. And now that we have all this high-tech cat swim caps and goggles and all that stuff, oh. this stuff has made, made a world of difference. So we've evolved this as any other sport. Do you uh, do you look for swimmers with long arms because you're depending on that touch? I mean, yeah, yeah. Somebody's got a big wing spread. Yeah, it's actually our volunteer coach. We were talking about that. Is how how our sport we do have a lot of different body types, but there are coaches will recruit just a certain body type. Oh, and when I was coaching, when I first started coaching, I was a junior high boys coach. Well, I, the day that ninth grade basketball had their cuts, I was standing out the door <laughs> handing flyers to these guys to join the team because they yeah. were long and lanky, but they didn't have the, the, the hand-eye coordination at that age. So I tried to get them in the pool, and with those long arms, we could make them swim pretty fast. So yeah. Yeah. there's some been really good athletes that um, – uh, Humphreys, who was a uni- University of Minnesota basketball player, and went on to play the pros. I think oh, yeah. Chris Humphreys. Yeah. yeah, I think he married Kardashian yes, the first did. time around. Briefly, briefly. But when he he swam in Minnesota, he grew up there, and I was coaching club, and he had the national record for ten and under boys in a number of events. Mm-hmm. And if he would have kept swimming, he would have been the Michael Phelps oh. of, of 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 it. But, but he. He, it was too much work for he him. He got diverted. <laughs> yeah, he got diverted. And then, so you're, you're saying swimmers work harder than basketball players. That's what you're definitively saying right well, now. Well, right at now. that time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious now, when, when it comes to diving, to get yeah. back to the here and yeah, now, yeah. Uh, is there 
kind of similar qualification procedures as, as with the swimming is certain scores that'll get you a better chance to make, to win a big 12 or make the NCAAs. It, it's a whole, whole different rules and, and how that goes. So the big 12 championships, they, they have seven judges and they do prelim diving. And so the top, um, they, they seven out of seven judges, they take the, take away the two high scores, the two low scores. You have the middle three, you add that up times the degree of difficulty, say it's a 2.22, and then that's their score. And then the top eight divers move on to finals and they start all over the clean slate. Well, that's, you, you have the big 12 champion that way, but for qualify for NCAAs, then we have NCAA zones, which is a week and a half later where they go to another competition. There's four zones in the United States. So we'll be competing against the Houston's and the, the Indiana's and, and the Minnesota's and, in our zone, and they'll get all their, they'll start all over and, and go. But there, they take your prelim score and your final score, add all that together. Mm-hmm. Then if you're one of the top eight people in that event, then you get to go to the NCAAs. So it's a whole different thing from swimming. And luckily, we've taken away the, the, college coaches officiating and gone to more independent um, officials because it used to be nudge, nudge, you know, yeah. you're my buddy. I'll give your, uh-huh. your diver a little higher score if you give my diver a h- higher score. And there's a lot of gamemanship that was done it that way. So it's. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're called swimming and diving, but it's two different sports. Yeah. Sure. Well, they both involve water. Do you ever yeah, think? Uh, right. Do you ever think you might want to do some play-by-play on that? Oh <laughs> boy! And uh, uh, I am not qualified. It? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not qualified for that. But. He's amazing me right here. I, I know why his hair has gone away. There's no room anymore with all these rules and things pushing it out. But I am impressed, Dwayne. I got to tell you, I cannot. Yeah, I'm just sitting here, kind of in a bubble. What, yeah. What's going on? Uh, well, everybody understands swimming when it's on the Olympics every four sure. years. And yeah. so then we get refreshed, but it's like anything else. I haven't seen it for four years. Oh, oh yeah, now I kind of remember what the rules are. But yeah. when you're doing it day in and day out, you, you kind of you kind of figure it all out. Yeah. Well, what are the events, whether swimming or diving, both that you feel you your your team has the strongest possibility yeah. of qualifying? Um, we have a, a couple of backstrokers that are really good, um, uh, Liz Richardson and uh, Sophia Kishana, and they're both seniors, and they can swim the 100 back, and then uh, Liz is a really good 200 backstroker. She's seated third in that in the Big 12 championships. Got a couple of breaststrokers that are – we think are, are doing very, have a really good shot. Gabrielle Lapine, who's a freshman from the Milwaukee area. And, and then, um, a local girl here, Brinley Horace in the, in the mile, which is the 1650, um, is doing very well. So we have a, a few kids that, and that we think that, you know, they have the possibility to put it all together. But if they are getting close to the NCAA qualifying time, they're going to place really well at the Big 12 championships also. So some of the teams that you're looking at, particularly the Big 12, that well, uh, you think are strongest coming in? Well, it's uh, Texas is the sure. team that's going to walk away with it. They're probably number one or two in the country right now. 
And then the, the team race is just wide open. So TCU, we went down there and beat them. And then we swam West Virginia, and they barely they touched us out and, t- and beat us. Then we went down to Kansas, and, and they beat us. But we lost four races in a row by less than a tenth of a second oh. at their pool. So at less than a half a second, we, the meet could have been turned around as far as point-wise. So all four of us are going to be duking it out for second. And I told our team, I said, we could swim out of our minds. Everybody get lifetime best. And we could be, end up in fifth place because they could do the same. Yeah. Or we could swim like horse dung and, <laughs> and, 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 and end up in second place because they all yeah. swam bad too. So yeah. it's, it's a, always a fun meet between our four teams of duking it out and fighting it out and, and seeing if, how fast we can go and how close we can get to Texas. You've referenced the 1650 event a couple times. Yeah, I'm not yeah, familiar yeah. with this one. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a long race to yeah. me. It's 1,650 <laughs> yards, 66 lengths of the pool. Oh, my, oh my God. And, <laughs> and they, they do it at a very fast pace. It's, it's equivalent to um, um, it's, it's, it's a, about a mile. And in, yeah. in the Olympic level, they call it the 1500, which is a track and field type mm. of related. Yeah. So back in the day when we had 25 yard pools, what's the closest? And so this is equivalent to the same, same thing. And, and you're, uh, this is not a relay. This is an individual, individual going for yeah. it. It, t- it takes it. It takes anywhere between 16 minutes to 17 minutes to do that race. And you're just go, go, go. And, 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 and the, and it's kind of like running where you kind of get into that groove, that pace. And it's fun to watch people do that because they'll, their splits will be within hundreds of a second for every 50. And so they just get into that aerobic groove. And, and there's some kids who have just like any distance runners, like the, the, the marathon, every mile they're within a second of each other and they just go, go, go. So that's, that's a lot of pacing. I would uh, imagine. It, yeah. It's a lot of pacing and, and working on that pacing at practice and, learning how to go out just at the right speed, not mm-hmm. too hard, not too slow, you know, and, and finding that rhythm. With, with the sport overall, you, you referenced Olympics and mm-hmm. a lot of Olympians, they come out of college programs. Are you seeing that the advancements you see with Olympic swimmers and things like, and we talked about technology earlier, does that trickle down or does that start at the college level and work its way up to the Olympics? It, it's, it, it all kind of starts with the age group level swimming. So mm-hmm. here we have a great uh, age group program, the AIM Cyclones Aquatic Club, ACAC. And they, those kids learn how to swim, but then they go back to the learn to swim programs. And then everybody kind of starts building up to that. So then they go through uh, meets and then they get to, you know, you swim high school or swim an elite uh, USA swimming level, which is the Olympic level. Then it goes into college. And now some, the Michael Phelps of the world never swam at the NCAA level, but he trained at University of Michigan because that's where his coach was at. But he had that, ex- that experience. So a lot of the, the, the Texas coach, who's a many-time Olympian coach, always talks about swimming in, in college gets you that team atmosphere, and you have to race every day. It's not just once every, every couple of months. So it's, it, 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 they feed each other off a little bit. Well, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, it's obviously a sport I don't know a great deal about, but I always learn something when you stop by, I'm, Coach, and that's why we appreciate having yeah, you. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Dwayne Sorensen, ISU uh, swimming and diving coach, got Big 12 championships. Good luck there and all the, the postseason coming up. All right. Thank you. you Thank bet. you. We've got more to come, uh, including 
uh, Ballard Girls basketball coach Kelly Anderson joining us next as we continue live from Lithia Nissan. This is Sports Showcase on News Talk 1430 KASI. News Talk 1430 KASI. Welcome back to Sports Showcase. We're live at Lithia Nissan here in Ames. Dave Sprout along with Mel Crippen. Hello. We're joined by uh, Ballard Girls basketball coach Kelly Anderson. Coach, thanks for swinging by. Good morning. You bet. He almost I, turned around and went back because he didn't think we were on the he, air. He was listening to the radio earlier when I struggled to get us on the air. He said, oh, the show's canceled. Might as well go home. Go home. No, yeah. I, I was thinking Mel did something. But, no, <laughs> why is it me? Why is it me? I don't know. One of the rare times it's not Mel's fault somehow. Well, that was. Yeah, that, put that down on the camera. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll mark that down. But yeah. we, we appreciate you stopping in because you, you – Got the you got the postseason starting tonight, so yeah. I know you're 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 pretty busy. But how are you feeling about the team here as you, you get set for the postseason to start? Good, good. Yeah, we just all right. Just, thanks for stopping. No, oh, you got more. Okay, sorry. <laughs> just uh, just got done with our shoot around here this morning and had a little bit to eat, and now we're just gonna have to wait till seven tonight and get going. So yeah, is that, yeah. Is that the hardest ready. part is the it's wait. <laughs> most definitely the hardest part. Yeah, by far. Yeah, postseason yeah. kind of puts an edge on it. I assume you yeah. know. Yep. Uh, yep. It's it's one of those things. Well, we're playing tonight, and we may be playing down the road. We hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the season in. No, that's and that's how we word it. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, you better show up, and you better show up every night. Because if you don't, then you probably won't be moving on. So I'm proud to say I told you we'd have you back this season. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Mel, Mel's yeah. good at predictions like we that do too. Well, I know what kind of a coach he is, and I know what kind of a team he puts out there. So. <laughs> I had every confidence that we were going to see each other again. Uh, and I'm sure it, is it a goal? I mean, I, I shouldn't make assumptions. Is it a goal to, to get that by, to be able to open up in a semifinal game instead of a quarterfinal game and, and be able to host a, a postseason to start off? You, if you can get home court advantage, you want that. And, and uh, again, we talk about a lot of things that I, I think that a lot of teams don't talk about at the beginning of the year. And, and one thing that I do in, in the very first meeting is I write the number eight up on the, on the board and ask them if they know what that means. And the ones that have been around for a while know exactly what it means. And the young ones don't. Um, but you want to finish ranked in the top eight. And if you're in the top eight, you're going to be a number one seed, get that by, and then you're going to play at home for both games. So that's, that's, that's always a goal. And it's something I know it's old hat, but, like you said, it's emphasized every year, so it's not. I'm guessing some something you take for granted. Oh, never, 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 never. And and the girls know that, and they they can tell by my voice, my expression, and whatever that I that I take it very seriously, and they they should too. And uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, my very first year was a was a great example of we weren't ranked at all, um, yeah. and we were given a really hard path to get there if we were going to get there. And did it um, with with some kids that just played hard. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't we weren't that talented, but they played together, played hard, and uh, you know the second game beat uh, South Tama, who was ranked number four at their place on a on a last second three point shot, and then regional finals beat uh, New Hampton and and played really well in that game, and then went down and beat the number one team first game downstate so you know it doesn't have to be that way but it's nice if it is that yeah. way so. you know what i'd like to see i'd like to see that angry look i've never <laughs> seen the angry look on this guy have you yeah i understand that yeah Go- coaches are different with us than they are with their players, yeah you know? yeah <laughs> well i don't know i've had a lot of angry looks in my they, life but, they, they can't know. make us run laps 
No. <laughs> I could try. You could try. Yeah. Uh, but I guarantee you it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So are you, I mean, it's probably a hard call, but are you peaking right now? We just, and, and we had kind of a weird end to the, to the regular season. We, uh, a couple of years ago, we lost Perry out of the conference. And mm-hmm. so what that does is it opens two dates up during the year. And so we had a week off mm-hmm. before we played Winterset last game there. And then now we're going on another week before we play here. And so that the only thing with that is it kind of takes you out of your, your rhythm a little bit. Um, but we're, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And yes, we're, 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 we're in good shape. We're yeah. just where we want to be, where we need to be. And how do you combat those, those weeks off? I mean, you know, extra practices or do you just ask for a snowstorm? And I got one. <laughs> it's your fault. And I to, wondered. And to be very honest, I, yeah. and I was just talking to someone about this, uh, this morning and said, mm-hmm. I think the best thing that happened this week was that's that snowstorm. And we couldn't have practice because we've been, I mean, mm-hmm. it. And can I, you run yourself ragged or? Oh practice? yeah, you most definitely, and, yeah. and you can tell when the kids are getting, getting there. Yeah. Um, they need a game. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And they and that day off probably helped. We had we had a great practice yesterday, after after coming off that day off, and they mm-hmm. and it was just they didn't have you know didn't touch a basketball, didn't think about basketball, and and that's kind of really what we needed at yeah. that point. Um, but you you kind of play it by ear. And, and get a read off your kids in, in those situations. And if you're push, pushing them hard and they're taking it and whatever, and you're pushing them hard and they don't look like they're taking it, then you make your decisions that way on, yeah. on what to do. It's, it's, it's not a science. If it is a science, I don't know it. But uh, <laughs> After this just... long, I think you would. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you know, a little bit kind of start-stop to the end of the regular season. Looking at your, your final score from that game against Winterset, kind of a low scoring. It was ugly. Is, is that, it was ugly. I was going to ask, is it more of a defensive grinder or just maybe a little out of rhythm offensively? Exactly, on the la- latter part. Yeah, we, we were great defensively, um, and uh, we usually are. That's Again, as you know, we hang our hat on that, but we just we were we couldn't put the ball in an ocean if we had to that <laughs> night. And, and again, but – what it, what it is is a great teaching example of after it was over and went in. I said, "This is why we play defense because you're gonna have nights like this. You're you're not gonna shoot, you know, forty percent from the three point line every night, which we we are capable of doing and we've done. Uh, but when you shoot, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 15. Yeah. Then you better play some defense or you will be going home um, type of thing. So actually, Actually, it's it it was it was okay. It, it worked. Um, I mean, we were all. It didn't really matter if we won or lost uh, with the conference. We were going to be second in the conference no matter what. But uh, yeah, so we just you always use everything as a as a learning experience. So have you have you learned the the fans? Uh, it was an education. I mean, I know with the Iowa State fans, uh, Greg McDermott was a great defensive coach or believed in it. And and uh, do you think the fans have? Uh, at least learn to adapt to 
uh, knowing the importance of defense, I mean, most of the time, oh, I want to see that bucket go in, I want to see that shot, I want to do that, they get a little more excited. And defense for some of them is a little bit hard for them to take. Well, they have around here. Yeah. Um, and I hate to, I'm sorry to admit it, I'm an Iowa fan, but I love TJ. I love the way those kids play, and I love the way they play defense. That That is my style. That's how I like to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell they win games because of that. They're, they're not a great shooting team. I mean, I, everyone would be the first to admit that. Mm-hmm. But they win a lot of games, and they win a lot of big games. And, and to me, that's kind of the important part of the whole yeah. the whole thing. So I, I really like watching his teams. I, I like that. And, and what would you rather do, score 80 and lose, or yeah. would you want to score 60 and win? It was yeah. a big adjustment for me coming from Johnny Orr's style. Of play. Oh, that's totally different. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely. And I'm, and I'm thinking as they're saying, we're going to focus on defense, and I'm going, Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it works. Yeah. But that's it's bottom line. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if you experienced this in your gym, but I, you know, whatever makes your team good, uh, fans are going to embrace that, and you see it at Helton Coliseum because the defense makes that yeah. Iowa State team good. Yeah. So they get behind the defense when the defense makes a play. You hear a uh, cheer almost as loud as when right. it's a three pointer. You get that same reaction. It's, from a, your fans. it's now that we have a thirty-five second clock. Yeah, if we get one of those people understand just what we've done and, mm-hmm. and do get excited. And, and I, and I get it from the fan perspective. I mean, you want to see points you want, everybody likes that. And to be honest, we're in my 12 years, this is the most that we've averaged um, offensively. And it's, and it really has boiled down to the 35 second clock. We, we have to get more shots off. And so have you mastered it? You think then? Um, I don't know if we've mastered it or not, but it's not, it has not come into play for mm-hmm. us. I don't think we've I had, think we haven't important. had one all year. And we, oh, wow. and we, so, um, yeah, we're, and the kids, again, they, they like that part of it. I yeah. mean, they, they, Should again, we push for a 15 second, you think? Uh, that might be a little <laughs> much. So, no, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> well, when you talk about postseason matchups and, and the like, uh, I know the, we talked to some of the boys coaches about the changes that the, Athletic associations made the way they're doing postseason now. Is it, have there been any changes on the girls' side in recent years? No, because they're much, copying us. Yeah, right. And uh, you ask anybody, and they've been a little behind on getting caught up to where they really need to be. I, I when I found out when I first found out how they came up with regionals and substate mm-hmm. or whatever, I just went, "You got to be kidding me!" Um, and so now they have they actually have people ranking. And yep. so you get those top eight, like we do. And to me, that makes a lot of sense, the most sense. And I don't know why they've it's taken so long. So you never to had there. the pleasure of getting together with other coaches in your region and trying to hash out the seeds. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've heard some stories. That's oh, that's not fun. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I I felt bad for um, when our, our boys ended up uh, as runner-up down at State. The first year Jeff was was here. He got sent up north to where he had to go in with five teams that are in the same conference and him. Mm. And they vote on the ranking. Uh, where they, He goes, we didn't have a chance. Yeah. They all vote for each other. Yeah. I go, that's about as unfair as you can, you can get with that. So it, it made no sense. It mm. made no sense. So this is much, much, much better. Yeah. You, yeah. I know coaches don't look ahead, but you, when those brackets come out, you can't help but look at the whole field. Sure. And, I mean, when you when you look around and see how 
everything kind of fell into place in, in, in your bracket. What are your feelings about, you know, the, the potential at least for what you might face down the road? Yeah. Yeah. Good. And it, kind of what we thought, um, we did, well, I should say this, it, you know, a week or two before we didn't think it would because Carlisle had been playing pretty well. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they beat us at, at their place and then came back and we played probably one of our, our best games of the year when they came to our place and, and got them pretty good. Um, but they, they've lost, I think they lost like four out of five, um, towards the end of the year. So something, something's amiss. Um, I have to hear there. about it. That's where my brother is. And I've got a, uh, nephew, the coaches down there. Oh too, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's again, you, you can't control, you know, who's in your bracket and where it come. We just, we just kind of worry about ourselves. And, and that's another thing that we talk about. You know, if you're lucky enough to get to state tournament, you don't get to do a lot of film study. You, I mean, you play, you have a practice, you play, and so that's when we talk about it's it's more about us than it is who's coming in to, to play us. We just need to do what you we do play best. The game. And yeah, we we yeah. need to play it like we know how to play it, and that's good enough. That's great. And if it's not, it's, it's and make them play your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big yeah. part of it. Well, your your opponent tonight is Delta Soto Minburn. We've seen already twice. twice. How does yeah. that how does that affect your preparation for this team as opposed to one you maybe hadn't seen before? Well, it makes it pretty easy yeah. actually, <laughs> and and it will be the same thing. And I we expect Carlisle to to beat Knoxville tonight, so it'll be the same thing. And so scouting reports are pretty easy. You pull them out, you change a few numbers, but uh, mm-hmm. you know they're they're not going to change much of what they do. Um, everybody puts in a few tweaks and, you know, we have two um, for, for these games, but you got, you have a really good handle on, on what they like to do and what they're going to try and do and what they're going to try and do to us. So, yeah. And similar. They know you pretty well. Oh, yeah, so exactly. how do you, how do you prepare for, so we for put it, we put in a few, yeah, a few uh, twists. Twists. <laughs> twists. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you have to this this time. You you may use them. You may you may not. And that was one thing that Merle did a really good job of, as we all know, Merle. Um, he uh, that's what he would do. So I just kind of copied copied that type of thing, and and it saved us the year that he when he was a head coach and we won won the uh, state state championship. Uh, we were playing Carlisle in the regional final game down in Des Moines, and we were behind. Um, they were playing extremely well and he pulled out one of the things that we put in and we went bam, bam, scored twice. And then the game was, was okay. over. So you gotta have, gotta have some stuff like do you, that. Do you hold things intentionally back for the end of the oh, season? Oh yeah. 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 yeah we could do this, but maybe we won't. Yeah. We, or we don't need to. We just, we, either we don't need to, or I just, you know, don't want to show it. I don't want it on, I don't want it on tape. And so so when we so do do it, it's total surprise. You're kind of mm-hmm. sneaky is what you're telling well, me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. coaches do. I, I kind of knew that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Coach, we, we've taken up enough of your time. Oh, we got a big game tonight. We appreciate you taking some time with us today and hopefully made the waiting a little bit easier. Uh, this, <laughs> I, if we could go for another three hours, yeah. this would be great. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this, this, the, John and Eric won't let us do that. we got I'm you know, sure, the Cyclones yeah, game I, coming up at noon. So I imagine so. <laughs> Kelly, uh, thanks so much. Good. Thanks, good luck. you guys. Thank you. you bet. Kelly Anderson, girls basketball coach Ballard. His team opens up the postseason tonight by hosting uh, ADM uh, down in Huxley. So good luck to him and the Bombers. Our uh, thanks uh, once again. To the folks here at Lithia Nissan for hosting us, as Sports Showcase continues live on News Talk 1430 KASI.
Welcome back to Sports Showcase here on News Talk 1430 KASI. Dave Sproul along with Mel Crippen live from Lithia Nissan in Ames. And uh, we're going to be joined momentarily by Ames High Boys basketball coach Vance Downs. But you, you know how coach does it. Yeah, he, he always he sends, sends a sacrificial he always, lamb. <laughs> he always sends some guys. So we got some guys. Lucas Luth to start us off. Lucas, thanks for swinging by. Yep, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm impressed with Lucas already. He come in here. He grabbed that headset. He was ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what being a senior leader is all about, right? Yeah, yeah I saw I saw him sign out there. Said um, ten to noon. So yeah. it's almost noon. Yeah, Dave would probably take you to lunch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that might be construed as an improper benefit. Oh, that's I don't right. Wanna, yeah. I don't want to mess up anybody. Mess up his career. College eligibility. Here. Yeah. But, uh, Lucas, just uh, you know, you guys are wrapped up the regular season now. How do you mm-hmm. think things went overall for this team? Um, I think overall it went pretty well. We were no bad losses. We were close to every game. Um, nothing. We're like, oh, we don't want to play that team. <laughs> but um, yeah. Pretty well. Who was the toughest team you think you played this season? Um, all of them were pretty tough, uh, but um, our last our last four were pretty good. Um, Dowling, um, Marshalltown, uh, who were they? Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Some good yeah, squads good there. Squads. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't have the schedule in front of me. And Southeast Bowl. Games. I was at all of them, and I can't even remember myself. Yeah. So much less, you know, what you guys go through to get your scouting reports, get your practice in, and then. Play does it become a blur sometimes a little bit? You coach isn't here. You can you can be honest. Um, <laughs> a little. I'm kind of taking it just all in. I've done this for four years. It's it's, it's um it's fun. Um, but it's not really a blur. I'm taking it all in because my last year, last time doing it. So you got to save for every minute. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel? You know, you look at the brackets. I'm sure once mm-hmm. they come out, you get a little sense of who you guys might play. And when you look at you know who else is in your sub state, any any sense, any feeling about you know, you might want to play or just the challenges you'll face and potential opponents? Um, well, right now we don't know. Ankeny and Atumla are on our side of the bracket and they play Tuesday. Um, but we feel pretty good about it. Uh, we've played them. We have a good look at them. We've played them at the beginning of the year and we scrimmaged them too. So I think we have a good look at them too. And then on the other side bracket, um, I think it's Indianola mm-hmm. and a few other teams. And they're pretty good too. So yeah, yeah, you'll be on your toes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's nice to be able to start at home, isn't it? Yeah. Next next Friday. Yeah. And you get to scout, like you said, you know Anthony yeah. and Tumwell, right? But you get to scout them. You guys are all like going to go as yep. a team to watch that game? Um, I think coach the coaches do. Yeah, but I'm not sure. You guys can yeah. relax. And yeah. Just let them pass on the scouting yeah. report, right? We can watch it. <laughs> How would you rate this year compared to the other three years that you've been playing? Um, this might be. I like this year a lot because I'm, uh, as a senior, I'm more involved in everything else. Um, I know how everything goes. Um, all the other three years, kind of watch everyone do everything else. But this year, it's my turn. So I like this year. Um, yeah. You guys literally won the state championship yeah. last year, though. That had to be kind of fun. <laughs> kind of hard fun. to beat that, right? <laughs> no, it is hard. It is hard. Well, we'll take a, we'll a two Pete there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would make it better. Right. So who should we bring up next here? i got a couple candidates. Um, I like J-Mo. All right. I like J-Mo. All right. Thank you, Lucas. Appreciate yeah. the time. Lucas Sleuth from the Ames High Boys basketball team joining us. Now, Jamison Poe uh, stepping in here as uh, gets a chance to become a star on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's taller, you or Lucas? I can't. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference there. Yeah. You got on the court, you're the same size. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I've seen Lucas block a lot of shots this season. Has he ever gotten one of yours in practice? Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you what do you learn from an experience like that that you take on the the court with you? Um, you know, well, I'm kind of short, so like I use my like my speed, my advantage to just like go through big man, like Lucas, tall people. So it's really not a difference. So when in in your playing career did you first kind of realize, hey, I, I got I got the Jets to get past some guys? <clears throat> I realized like last year we had like ten and all of them on our team, so like. You know, I make a move, I go past him and see Lucas throw to him, or I see mines, I go up. And you mentioned Lucas, or excuse me, uh, Taman Lipsy, you know, being your teammate last season. These guy also brought a lot of speed yeah. to the court. Did you learn some things about how to maximize that, that ability from him? Yeah, I watch him a lot. His game, his game is really good. So I, you know, I follow that to this year because there's only me and him and Jack. So, and we all experienced it last year. So, like, you know, we follow him. And you try to do what we gotta do. Well, you got a little spoiled winning a title as a freshman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for that experience for you, just you know, to be a part of that team, play play an important role on that team, and come back next year with that experience and helping out. Now there's some younger guys you're helping along too. What are, what are something you learn from that that you bring into the court with you and, and helping with other guys? Well, I have a lot of confidence, so like. So, like, young people coming in this year, you know, I tell them what they got to do because I know from last year what my role is. So, I help them, you know, so we make so we be on the same page as always. Excellent. Hey, congratulations on a great season so far. I know there's more to come, yeah. but uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Let's get Jack Thank over you. here, okay? All right. Jack Winter is going to step in thanks to Jamison Poe uh, for stopping by real quick. And now, uh, uh, Jack Winter, uh, you're a junior, right? I yeah. got that right? Yeah. I got it. You see that we went from way up to closer to the ground. Now we're kind of in the middle here. Uh, so, Jack, uh, your thoughts on just how the regular season unfolded for this team? What are some of the biggest uh, gains you think you made as a team during the course of the season? Um, I felt like we made pretty big strides. You know, after we had our uh, losing streak, you know, I felt like we found who we were and we, you know, became better as a team. What are some of the biggest things you learned from that early season losing streak? Um, just keep working. Never give up on yourself. You know, you will go through stuff. You will go your, go through your downs and your ups, but you just got to keep your head up and keep going. Mel, you can jump in with a question. Uh, well, I would, but, you know, <laughs> I, I think he's presented it pretty well there. Yeah. So as uh, as we come into postseason here, how do you feel? Are you guys at your peak now? Or is there more room to go? Or It's still more, more room to get better. You know, we're going every day, you know, just getting better, going hard every day. You know, everybody's working hard, I know, right now. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think chances are for a double championship here? Uh, I feel like we got pretty good chances. We got to just keep working, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, never underestimate. Just go out there and play hard. I know this year was a bit of a, a change, obviously, with a, a different conference, but you still face some really tough competition, particularly uh, Cedar Falls and some of the CIML schools. How do you think that that level of competition prepared you guys for the postseason? Um, I feel like, you know, these are teams that are. I feel like we'll go far in their bracket. You know, some teams will even make it to the to the top eight. So I feel like that's just preparing us for the type of level of play we need to to get to this level. All right. So, Atumwa, Ankeny, do you have a preference, or do you have a, a guess who's going to win that that matchup to to face you guys next Friday? Um, I'm leaning probably more towards on Ankeny, but like if if Atumwa wins, and you got to play hard. Not the yep. team who wins, we just. Got to make sure that we're doing. You play that team and make them play your game. Yeah. Yeah. 
So from a player's perspective, we've asked a lot of coaches about this. Yeah. But from a player's perspective, with the addition of the shot clock this year, how has that changed the game in your mind? Um, I feel like it kind of makes it a little bit more fun, you know, because it's just like, I would say, you know, because of last year, you know, we had our team was way better defensively, and I felt like we would, we would force a lot of bad shots that we could get more points in transition because of, you know, since you can, like, you know, no shot clock, so you just dribble, shoot, you know what I'm saying, get rebound. On, on defense, uh, have you been able to utilize that shot clock, though? Have uh, you had uh, opponents maybe expire, the time expire more? Yeah, we, we have definitely. Uh, I don't know, just feel like kind of that, that towards the end of the shot clock, we got to lock in more because, you know, we mm-hmm. go against a lot of good players, and, you know, that's time for them. You know, it's kind of more of a one-on-one situation, so we got to sit down to guard. All right, Jack, thanks for your time. Thank thanks you. to the rest of the guys, too, Lucas Luth and Jameson Post stopping in here. We're going to take one more a quick break. We've got the head coach, Vance Downs, to join us next as we continue live from Lithia Nissan. This is Sports Showcase on News Talk 1430 KASI. News 1430 KASI. We're coming down the stretch of today's edition of Sports Showcase, and we're going to close it out with Ames High Boys basketball coach, Vance Downs. Coach, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate thanks for having me on, guys. You, boy, you're following some tough acts there, my friend. Uh-huh, they did a nice job. <laughs> they you know what? I was going to ask you, do you coach them on, when they get on shows like this? Because they they talk some good basketball. Well, you know, some people say I don't coach them at all. So well, they, they, maybe they, that's they, why. Maybe that's it. They're just good at it. They're freelancers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, you didn't want to go into the postseason with a loss there like you had at Southeast Polk. But just overall, the way the team is playing here, coming down the home stretch of the season, getting ready, how do you feel where, where the team is at right now? Well, you know, I feel like we're in a good spot. Uh, we're playing hard. Kids are trying. They're invested. Uh, we still got to get better, and the best teams do this time of year. Every team we've had that's done really well and and made it to that state tournament and had some level of success continue to improve through the months of February and March. Speaking of uh, having a handful of players back from the state title team last year, how has that helped this squad uh, through the ups and downs of this season? Well, I, I think it's helped a, a good deal, but nonetheless, you have to replace four starters. You know, we've got uh, all three guys interviewed today were, were on that tournament team as, as a few others. So they've been through it, the experience before, but you, yeah, the, the level of responsibility has upped for everybody. You know, LA has the most experience and, and he is a, uh, not that he didn't have a significant role last year, but now he has, uh, uh, you know, the the responsibility of scoring, of, of rebounding, of guarding. It's just, it's increased for everybody. And I think everybody's done a pretty good job with it, and it's helped the group. And I think he showed great maturity when we were talking to him there. And, uh, you know, Dave asked him the uh, perennial question, what what was your best season or what do you you feel there? And he's, he kind of, the state championship was nice, but he kind of didn't talk about that. He talked about what's coming up. Yeah, he does. He, he does not do a nice job of keeping his focus one step ahead, and uh, I think the team benefits from that a great deal. Mm-hmm. With the the way this team has developed, and, and uh, we talked about it with the guys there, that that early uh, losing streak there. What what were some of the things that uh, you know you wanted your guys to learn from that experience that helped them along later on? Well, uh, you, you got to learn from every loss. You can't waste a loss, and uh, that was a tough period of time we we you know we expected we were going to drop some games and uh you know maybe a game snuck in there that we didn't expect but that's that's the way it is we got to learn from it and move ahead and i think we grew uh i think everybody got better i think they supported one another uh 
and then maybe some young guys stepped into some new roles and and helped other people play uh, a bigger part. And uh, you know, this is where we are right now, and we got to keep getting better. And I think they uh, they show that they really do appreciate. I, that's what I think makes a great team is they appreciate uh, each other's contributions. That they respect uh, the role they play on your teams. I think so. I mean, I think there's good chemistry, and I think it's getting better all the time. And uh, they're they're good kids. They are really good kids, and uh, uh, we're certainly proud of them. I hope the school is, and I hope the community is. I am. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Mel, yeah. Mel's, yeah. Mel's got gotcha. you. I'm always impressed. I, I just always am the, the demeanor, the the way they come in, the intelligence they show, et cetera, is always impressive. Well, Ames has bright kids. They do, yeah. <laughs> I put a couple through there that took down that average, but still, you know. <laughs> Thank goodness I wasn't in Ames. I do. Uh, Last question here where they have time for a coach, but just with, with an extended time off here between the end of the regular season and, and your postseason game next Friday, how have you kind of managed practice and rest and all that? Well, it's a tough one. I've never had this much time. You know, the, the regular season for us ended Tuesday. Usually it would have ended last night. And now you're dealing with, if you get a bye, you're dealing with next week. Well, it, what we did is we've gone really light but hard. And then yesterday we went really hard as though we were, were playing a game. And then uh, just light today, light tomorrow, we'll scrimmage Monday as though, you know, we didn't have a bye. And then we'll be really light Tuesday and then Wednesday, Thursday would be tough. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, a new, it's a new experience for us. But this is a lot of time to have off this time of year. Well, hopefully uh, everything works out for you guys. We appreciate the time. Thanks to the fellas again for stopping in. And uh, we'll catch up with you on Friday, Coach. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, I appreciate fans. it. Vance Downs, Ames High Boys basketball coach. Best of luck to his squad. Also want to shout out best of luck to the Ames girls squad. They're up at Waterloo West for regional semifinal tonight. And uh, best of luck to uh, Jabari Hinson and Denari Michael at the state wrestling tournament. They're both going for state championships tonight down in Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Sports Showcase on News Talk 1430. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.